thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 149 Canst thou, O cruel, say I love thee not, when I against myself with thee partake? I do not think on thee, when I forget am of myself, or tyrant for thy sake. Who hateth thee that I do call my friend? On whom frownst thou that I fawn upon? Nay, if thou lurest on me, do I not spend? Revenge upon myself with present moan, when merit do I in myself respect that is so proud thy service to despise, when all my best doth worship thy defect, commanded by the motion of thine eyes. But love, hate on, for now I know mind, for those that can see, thou lovest, and I am blind. That was a very odd reading of Sonnet 149. I am Mark Chatterley. That was Shakespeare's Sonnets. I should have said Shakespeare's Sonnets. That was Sonnet 149. I am Mark Chatterley, and I am joined by someone who is tutting at my terrible introduction. <laughs> Jerry Halas. Sorry, I don't Always know what... here to judge. Thank you. Thank you for that. The, the, I couldn't get into the rhythm of that one for some reason. In, in all my rehearsal ones, I did fine, but I couldn't do it that time. It's a very... cut up it has a lot of c's and and oddly placed t's yeah who hateth thee that i do call i'm guessing it's hateth hateth thee hateth yeah hateth that's the one who hateth thee on On whom frownst thou that i do fawn upon if thou lowest on me it's yeah very weird and it's almost as if they shouldn't form proper sentences but they do form proper sentences and I did them a disservice I'm sure do they though I find it very hard to uh, to read um, sentences like this yeah I, I agree just, it requires it's not even study. the normal syntax for his time <laughs> this is this is the Shakespeare equivalent of messing around with a sentence just to force a rhyme in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do I not think on thee when I forgot um, of myself, all tyrant for thy sake? Yeah, that that one's really weird, isn't it? Do I not think on thee when I forgot am of myself? When I forgot am of myself, all tyrant for thy sake? That doesn't make... No, that actually doesn't make sense. Shakespeare's wrong. Apparently it means, can you not see that I think about you when I am neglectful of myself? Okay, so... Uh, Being a t- entirely a tyrant against myself because of uh, because of you. He's saying that he loves her so much that he's not paying he's attention He's destroying to himself for her sake. For... for in that same way that when you get teenage boys who have a crush on someone, they stop showering and, and washing and they just become all manky and... Do they do that? I think so. Isn't that a stereotype? Possibly. I don't... I don't think I've ever stopped washing unless I was in bed with flu. 
There was a yeah, there was this really weird thread I was watching I was reading on, on Reddit. I always read weird threads on Reddit, but it was it was something like what's something that you have to do that you hate doing? And loads of people put brushing their teeth. And I'm just like, it's not that difficult. And then someone came back and went, Oh, I know it's only two minutes twice a day, but sometimes I just find it really hard to do. And it's like, what? It how? Yeah, I can understand it just from the... I hate the feeling. Okay. Just... Yeah. What you need is a sonic shower. I, I love showers. I just... Oh, just then we get into the whole... Do you, brush your, do you brush your teeth in the shower debate? Who does that? People. People do that. People That's do, disgusting. Not me. What, and then yeah. you just spit it all down your body. <laughs> and you have a minty chest. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, people People do... Um, it's brush. never... It has never even occurred to me of doing that. <laughs> no. It's just like, I know that some people pee in the shower, which is disgusting and unhygienic for a whole range of different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and I would never do that, but it's never even occurred to me to brush my teeth in the shower. Maybe, maybe, maybe that you're missing out. Maybe you should be brushing your teeth while peeing in the shower. Uh... <laughs> you could, you could have like a minty top half and then a pee bottom half. Mm... <laughs> but your no. head would be clean. I don't know why people would pee in the shower. Isn't the argument that it's all pipes? I'm fairly sure is the argument. It's just... It's disgusting. <laughs> you're actually really grossed out. It just... You're still going to stand in it, even if it's just for like a minute. I I suppose it depends on your shower, but I... Yeah, yeah but... The water doesn't go straight down the pipe. <laughs> no no matter how how good your draining system is, there's always going to be a tiny layer... Of water that sticks around before it flows off. I, I don't think I've seen you this this disgusted at something. It's quite stand, weird. Stand in a puddle of pee. Maybe maybe you need to do it a different way then. Maybe you need to shower first and then get out of the shower, then pee into the shower from I don't outside think that's, the shower. That would be a good title for an album though. Showering in a pee. Uh, showering in a puddle of pee. Showering in a puddle of pee. The, the debut album by... I don't know. The teenage bit something. Starts. Yeah. That yes. That's why are we talking about peeing in the shower? I don't know, you brought that up. I did Reddit. I oh, yeah. read it. Toothbrush. We're trying to work our way back Reddit. for our own logic. Awkward. Oh, working. self-destructive. Ah ha ha ha. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Thank you for that. So it <laughs> did it did link in. No one would have thought when Shakespeare <laughs> wrote Sonnet one forty nine, he never thought that Two people would talk about peeing in the shower. They probably had... I, I can see... Um, people having a very, very... base humour in Shakespeare's time. Very much... Oh, it was very... Uh, yeah, it... humour. And, and yeah. Very, was... very blue. Very pub... Like, pub humour. It was all piss yeah. and jokes. Yeah. Which is just, I'd never... That's one of the things about Britain I don't get. Jo- joking about... Farting? Pee and poo and oh, Farting jokes of... are the funniest jokes. No. You're just, you're too... No. no. 
I no, put put me in a room with Marcus Brick's dog talking about politics for two hours, and I'll laugh my head off. But make me endure one poo joke, and I'll go mad. <laughs> the <laughs> Just... next project we write on together, I'm writing in all the poo jokes I can think of. It just, I don't see what's funny about it. It's just a kind of... Because it's a taboo. And and bear in mind, we, you, you said it a couple of podcasts ago, we are a country of very repressed people. So I think that's it. It's It's a way of us getting out some emotion that we don't usually get out and talking about things that we don't usually talk about. It's a very weird country you live in. It's the best country. It's great. No other country mm. in the world is great. I don't know. I have. I had a friend visiting from uh, South Korea this week. Okay. They have restaurants in South Korea with open charcoal barbecues in the middle of the table. You That's literally... Awesome. The restaurant is... You come in, there's a butcher's by the entrance, you buy your fresh meat, and then you get shown to your table with an open barbecue in the middle, and the vents to obviously take the smoke out over it. And you just sit around the table and just barbecue your own meat that's awesome i'm uh, one of um one of my friends married someone from mauritius and she said that the best restaurants that she went to in mauritius you'd go in and you'd order whatever it was and they'd dispatch someone to go and buy the ingredients from the market so you'd order so and so and so and so and this poor little lad would have to run off to the market and buy the peppers and the thing and the whatever you needed for that meal and then come back and then the chef would cook it straight away. So you always had the freshest ingredients. Oh, that's brilliant. I thought that was quite cool. Mauritius does look lovely. I, I've never really looked at it. It's, it's, it's like that idyllic sand and beach and palm trees and... The kind of white sand, yeah. clear blue water kind of... Yeah, probably stuff that looks lovely from from a picture, but when you're there, you know, you've got sand stuck between your toes and the sand burns your feet. And Yeah, and it's the kind of, jellyfish. you get bored. It's like um, the Norwegian fjords. Just okay. Very, very impressive if you see them in pictures and very, very pretty. But if, um, some of my, they're actually Norwegian friends. They, they could take a cruise that goes from like the top of Norway all the way down through like it's like two two weeks or three weeks of just going past those fjords and apparently it's very much like the first couple of days it's like oh this is so amazing and it's so pretty and after that you just kind of go oh it's just another one <laughs> you just there, there is only so much beauty the, the same beauty you can take so I guess even if, if you went to Mauritius for a week like the first couple of days it was like oh this is so pretty and after that it was just the, I want, normal. I want to go just... back to the UK. I want my own bed. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to watch like... Jeremy Kyle. <laughs> no one ever <laughs> wants to watch Jeremy Kyle. That... A lot of people do. I mean, he's still on air. Someone oh, yeah. must watch him. I, I believe he's been created and they put it on in prisons where the inmates can't change the TV channel. <laughs> and it's like a punishment. It's like waterboarding, but for the brain. You can't physically die from it, but it will melt your brain and feel like you're dying. Oh, God. Sonnet 149! <laughs> um, I, 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 I can't actually remember this sonnet. It's, it's, it's all about stuff. 
What merit do I in myself respect that is so proud thy service to despise when all my best doth worship thy defect, commanded by the motion of thine eyes? <sighs> but love that's, hate that's on, for now I know thy mind. Those that can see thou lovest, and I'm, I am blind. Those, can, those that can see thou lovest, and I am blind. I, it seems to suggest I don't know maybe this is because I'm tired um, is it saying that she doesn't love him is that what this is saying canst thou O cruel say I love thee not when I against myself with thee partake so is, is it is it Shakespeare going you know I love you but you haven't said I love you back and now he's getting all worried that this is a one way relationship I don't... Canst thou, O cruel, say I love thee not when I against myself? I think he's more saying how how could you claim that I don't love you? Okay. Canst thou not, O cruel, say I love thee not? Okay, maybe. He's like, you are, you are being cruel for, for telling me that I don't love you when I against myself with thee. But when, when obviously... I am doing all these things because of you. <laughs> You're making me do this. You're making me love you. Do I not think of thee when I forgot? I'm of myself, all tyrant for thy sake. He's basically going through a list saying, um, do, do I not think of you? Is it? Can, can you not see that, it, that it's because of you that I am being so self-destructive? Yeah, that, that who, who makes sense. Who that I could... He just basically rattles through a list of going, I love you and you are being cruel to tell me that it's not love. Because you could obviously see how, how much pain I am going through because of this. So it must be love. <laughs> I I like the fact that in all of this, it's Shakespeare that's defining love. As well, he's never took any implicit action from the other person as being love. It's just he's always blamed them, but he's the one who's always not declaring it as love. So at no point did the fair youth or did the dark lady say "I love you" to him. It's always been the other way round, but he's always blamed them for it. So the fair youth was so beautiful that you just had to love him, and the dark lady is some vile evil enchantress who has deceived his eyes and made his his faculties desert him therefore he he does love her hmm yeah he loves against his own will i guess it's it's kind of like someone with a fetish they really don't want like someone who has a fetish for really 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 fat people (laughs) and and they they find them irresistible and they are always in love with these massive people but they don't want to be and it's this kind of duality in his head between I know I lust after you and, and I'm interpreting that as love but at the same time society says this is wrong and bad and therefore I don't want to be and it's how he's trying to deal with that yeah yeah pretty much which is, I can kind of relate to a bit. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can... Not, not that I have ever been as mad as Shakespeare. I hope not. <laughs> I don't think I have. I don't have any memory of... of um, of being such a dick. I'm going to have to hunt out your exes now. <laughs> there must be a club of them, I'm sure. I'll find it. There's. I don't even know where some of them are now. That's disgusting. I'm pretty sure you follow one of them on Twitter already. Really? <gasps> That's awesome. I didn't know that. I don't act. I think... <laughs> I'm going to refrain from just naming names on the podcast yeah, that yeah. wouldn't be cool you, but... do you twitter stalk your exes is that what you're admitting I'm still good friends with one of them I see yeah you do follow would her would you say you love them even though you don't intend to have they made you carry on loving them I love them in a different way <laughs> they don't deceive I, your I mind wouldn't... I wouldn't I would never date them again but <laughs> There are so many people. This is the wonderful realization I've made when I got since I've I've sort of grown up. Is that I can love people and yet never want to date them. In there are people who I kind of look at and go, "You're lovely. I I I think you're wonderful. I I love you as a friend and and possibly could do sexy fun time stuff with you, but not a chance on earth I would ever ever date you." And it's lovely to have hit that distinction uh, because I, it's something I didn't realise when I was younger that that was something that was allowed. Yeah, I don't know. In this case, it's more the... Tried that. Didn't work. Yeah, worked for a while, was fun. And then you split up in a kind of... Well, no, split up in like a sort of... This clearly, this has run its course kind of thing. I'm not sure I could be friends with someone if if the breakup happened with like a massive fight. But if you, sometimes it just a relationship just kind of concludes, and it's just yeah, no, I get go. that. I don't want to sleep with you anymore, but you know, if you want to go hang out for a pint, that's cool. <laughs> so that's that's nice and amicable. That's good. Yeah. That's that's that's. I think that's good. That's okay, and it's far healthier than what. That Shakespeare seems to have gotten into into twice now, which is this: it's love or nothing. I I don't think I Shakespeare is very much playing this that he can either love people or hate them. There doesn't seem to be very much middle ground in Shakespeare's eyes. Yeah, well, I mean, I've had things where you kind of friendship just isn't possible. Yeah. Off in that case, it is it is either love or nothing. For, I mean, the reasons for that vary, but I'm not saying that you necessarily have to go from love to friendship or that friendship always has to be an option. Some people you just you you can't be friends with. Yeah, and I think you need to go back in time and tell Shakespeare that. Yeah, <laughs> he needed someone. Well, to... you know, I'm uh, finding a time machine. It's just. That, that that could be an issue. Ah, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> they, it, but you have to start some way. <coughs> that, is, that is true. That is true. I'll track down Brian Cox and Neil deGrasse Tyson and we uh, 
we will travel back in time. And then they will tell me that it's not possible. Because that's not how time travel works with current understanding of physics. No, no. It's that pesky speed limit of the speed of light kind of gets in the way. Yeah, well that and the whole, if we have a time machine, we will only ever be able to travel back as far as the first moment where we had a functional time machine. Yeah, if we think it works the way it does, yeah. Yeah. But there are, there are a couple of theories, but... Yeah, they're all... There's the parallel world theory where yeah. you travel back in time, kind of, but it's the Terra... another universe that's just <laughs> the behind Terra... on us. The Terra Nova theory, is that what you're saying? Where there are dinosaurs and very badly written sci-fi with a huge budget. Yeah. That was a shit show. But that is actually that is an actual theory that oh, no. if you travel to another time in the past, it isn't your own universe. Your own timeline. No, it's You're a... essentially travelling to a younger universe. Yeah, where things happen to be pretty similar. Yeah. I think you should read Sonic 149. I I can try. It looks like one that's going to be hard to read. You're, you're, I reckon you're going to do it first time. <laughs> Sonic 149. Canst thou, O cruel, say I love thee not, when I against myself with thee partake? Do I not think on thee, when I forgot am of myself all tyrant for thy sake? Who hateth thee, that I do call my friend, on whom thou frownst, thou that I do fawn upon? Nay, if thou lowest on me, do I not spend revenge on myself with present moan? What merit do I in myself respect, that is so proud thy service to despise, when all my best doth worship thy defect, commanded by the motion of thine eyes? But, love, hate on, for now I know thy mind, those that can see thou lovest, and I am blind. Yes! Oh yeah! (laughs) That was Sonnet 149! Brilliantly read by Thierry there. I am Mark Chesley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I have been Thierry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we shall see you next time for Sonnet 150. 1150. We have been doing this for <coughs> so long now. Six, 15 months? Oh my god. No. We started in, was it October, the first episode? Yeah, October 2012. <clears throat> so, yeah, 17 months. That's insane. We're so close to the final, and we haven't figured out what we're going to do next. If anyone has any suggestions, email us and let us know. Just go to the website. There's a contact form. We shall see you next time for Sonic 150. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.